Hey everyone, and welcome to the House Conspiracy Podcast, a show about the house and on the house. I'm Jonathan O'Brien, and I'm the fan and creative director at House Conspiracy. Today, I'm talking to the Source Theatre Collective. The interview today is structured a little different from usual. We're mixing it up a bit. And uh, so rather than do an intro like I usually do, we actually jump straight into the interview. And rather than doing one interview, we actually do two. First, with uh, Lana and Hannah, who are leading the producing side of things on this second-time production of the collective's original work called The Corner of Carlo Street. And the second interview today is with Patrick and Flynn, who are leading the writing process. Now, most of the explication comes out in the interview, but just quickly, the source formed as part of Queensland University of Technology's drama course back in 2015, which is where they produced the corner of Carlow Street for a final assessment. Two and a bit years later, they're now back at it, developing a work which is centered on a West End house, and they're making it here at House Conspiracy, which is, of course, itself a West End house. Really is a match made in heaven. And now, before we get more into that match, I'd just like to remind you that you can subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts, and you can visit us at houseconspiracy.org to learn more about our artists and to see how we can support you. Also, join our mailing list. It's worth it. And uh, also, you've probably heard of this little thing we're working on called The Conspirator, which is the full-color, fully professional publication that we're putting out in April featuring every one of our artists who've ever been through House Conspiracy. We can't wait to show it to you. And for now, you can check out where it's up to on the House Conspiracy website. And um, you should absolutely do that. Head on over, check it out. We can't wait to share the final product with you. And now, on to the show. show in two parts, um, as I will have telegraphed earlier in the intro that I haven't written yet. Um, and I'm sat down here with Lana. That's me. And Hannah. Hello. And you two are, I believe, I'm led to believe, uh, more on the production end of Coin of Color, produced by The Source. Yes, that's correct. Um, I am one of the directors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a former director, now like a technical manager, producer, researcher person. Dramaturg, dramaturg as well. Oh yes, I'm the dramaturg. Yeah, hello, that's Talk me. <laughs> and you're you're the former director because mm-hmm. this is not the first no. version of Connor of Color, which is what we're here to talk about. Um, maybe talk about back in 2015, the first version of Corner of Color Street, which is what is being developed here during this residency. Mm-hmm. Um, and talk to me about the first staging of it. Well. Um, so the source formed in 2015 as part of our university um, assessment for our final year showcase productions yeah. and the corner of Carlo Street was developed as the product of that. So we worked on this piece for the whole year yeah. um, and did a creative development um, in, term, well, term, in semester one, <laughs> which resulted in a work in progress showing and then moved into the second unit, which was developing the actual performance side of things, the rehearsals the design. and the design. Design. Um, yeah, so we pretty much worked on all year, and it was funny because we went through many stages of development, as most shows do. But I think we, like, started looking at, like, space and, like, bedrooms and, like, trying to, like, think of, like, personalising space was a bit of the world. The I remember relationships yeah. that people have with different spaces in their lives mm. kind of channeled into 
a bedroom being at one of the most significant yeah. places um, that we do spend quite a lot of time in, at least in our Western culture. And then that leading into how memories can be stored in places as well. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe give, a, give an overview. Like, I, I was at that show. I remember that show. I remember it quite fondly, actually. It was a good show. Um, <laughs> Yay! And, 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 yeah. um, <laughs> but uh, maybe give a little bit of an overview of what that space looked like on stage. Like, it was a very elaborate set yes. for a student theater production. Yes. Well, we were advised by our <laughs> lecturers that groups that had taken a design entry into their production previously had had uh, a very small success rate (laughs) and we went no no we can do this we can do this we've got to build around so yeah um ruby who's our producer this time around and was an actor and a divisor in the Mm -hmm. last process her dad brian is a carpenter uh, as one of his many skills and he very very kindly Um, donated his time and also a lot of resources and he sourced things and he actually built the set for us um, in his shed in Yamundi. Yeah. Brian is the source. Brian is the source. He's a saucy saucy man. Saucy man. (laughs) So as part of that bit of an overview of what Brian built, um, we basically recreated a bedroom of a Queenslander set on a cross section. So you had a corner entryway in uh, it was like a sightline, a corner sightline yeah, into yeah. a bedroom. Sort of cutaway. Yeah. Two of the walls. Yeah. Yeah. It was little... yeah. <laughs> I'm and really participating it, in this. Um, had a bed as the centerpiece yes. of the room, and then we also had a window, like an operational window yeah. that pushed out. We had people um, come in and out of it and used it as it was an entry point yeah. into the space, the window. So that the was space. pretty cool. It was, like, a doorway that which we had, like, coronated iron as, like, the entry point at the outside to, like, come in as well. Signified a roof yeah. and, like, the verandas that you typically see in Queensland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wainscotting. Yeah. So, you can in the room that we're sitting in right now, there's wainscotting, which is the vertical panelling mm-hmm. that's found in most Queenslanders. Exactly. So, we had that detailing along um, the, the bottom, bottom half of the wall. Yeah. yeah. And then... Our set was also mechanised as well, so we could adapt it to change with the passing time period that was displayed within the show. Yeah. So we had, like, panelling. So the Wainscotting, we had that panelled so that, like, after the flood process, which we had in the... It was the 2011 floods we had in? Yeah. After we did that process in the show, we were able to, like, remove that Wainscotting and show the, like, water damage that was done from that flood within the show, which was, like, a good way for to show time, change the space and, like, show, like how time and like people change spaces and we left memories and things in there as well which was fun yeah so that was an initial idea the the changing of the space we wanted to physicalize on stage Mm -hmm. just as a more powerful like storytelling mechanism and a way to kind of pull on like nostalgia and people's own um, experiences of the the 2011 flood because it was such a massive massive event massive event we, I was going to say we use sound as well as a way to, like, develop that um, space and, like, storytelling as well. And we use, like, the analyzed speech from that flood to, like, really push the flood home. I think that was, like, one of the most crucial little bits in the sh- original show when we did it. Yeah. Yeah. And so now, why return to the show two and a half, almost two and a half years later? Um, well, 
it just had such an amazing response. The feedback that mm-hmm. we had from the show was overwhelmingly positive and also just reflected that there was a need and the play had a real application in terms of the stories that it was telling and it, there was a kind of a, a social and a cultural impact that would that the show had. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think, I think also because I th- we all know that we could do more with it and there is more research, there's more stories to tell and there's like 100% like our practices have evolved so much since then as well and we've all continued building and learning new things and it's nice for us to all come back together and continue doing research and use the skills that we have now to develop the show even further. We all kind of have gone down separate arts-related career pathways and expanded our own practices. So to be able to bring that together to the show that kind of formed our group in the first Mm -hmm. place is... And we also just love our group. Yeah. We love the people that we work with. So being able to contribute our new skills back to something that we really nurtured for a whole year mm-hmm. is super exciting. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that sort of returning to a show after time with sort of maybe a sense of maturation in each of you as individuals as well as, as a group, mm-hmm. cohesion and dynamic. Um, what, are the sort of, what are the sort of differences in the way that you approach any given project, but maybe this project specifically? Um, you know, outside of the university context, after you've gone mm. worked in both professional, volunteer, independent, institutional roles um, over the last couple couple of years. Uh, <laughs> almost burped. Didn't. <laughs> um, well, I guess the biggest thing for us is we we have matured ideas as well in the stories that we want to tell beyond our own practice we have a a bit of a drive to just really tell local Brisbane stories and that's something that's grown individually within all of us so that was probably the biggest calling card in coming back to the show actually yeah I think it's telling Brisbane stories and then telling stories that we can relate to and that we know and then also trying to find and give voices to like stories that necessarily haven't been shown in Brisbane like we've been doing a lot of research about indigenous and Greek and like trying to like get a like very 3D realistic look of what actually Brisbane is that's not just this I don't know I, I like don't think we said earlier but the show is situated in West End yeah. Yeah. on the corner of Carlo Street yeah. um, and that's an actual house and we spoke to the occupants of that house mm. in 2015 um, so it's rooted in a in a real time and a real place and West End obviously has such a rich history yeah. within Brisbane culturally and we wanted to, with the expansion of our practice and with the opportunities that arise from revisiting a show outside of university assessment, we wanted to be able to adequately and appropriately and with integrity yeah. actually tell the story of the area with yeah. historical accuracy. Yeah. And now, and now you've sort of um, gone down that route. I know in your room you've got these huge timelines that <laughs> spool, spool across the whole, whole way and I'm about to sit down with uh, the writing duo Patrick and Flynn. Yeah. Um, maybe this is more a question for them. Um, but how do, you, how, do you, how do you begin? <laughs> how do you begin to peter that down to <laughs> what can be a show? Well, <laughs> it's about, um, and we're still establishing this, mm-hmm. but it's also about defining 
our scope and kind of finding our vantage point within the story and our entryway into being able to tell all of the different stories that we have. And at the moment, that is coming back to our design and coming back to well, the, the house. The story is the house. That's the main focal character and the main thing we need to focus on. And, like, everything around it is very important and the research we're doing is important, but it's all feeding back into how do we characterise this house, like, what's the people and what stories are coming through the house and, like, how is that representative <clears throat> of West End and what's happening in Brisbane throughout the years. So is, um, do you still have the same set from 2015 or is that dismantled? It's in my mother's garage. <laughs> <laughs> and, and do you intend to sort of use that same set? Do you intend to expand on it? Do you intend to use it as a model for what it will then be? Or are you looking at doing site-specific performance? I think we want to build a new set, ideally. Yes. In yeah. the end. The the original set is looking a bit tired. Um, <laughs> the materials we had access to at the time weren't of super high quality, but also... We're limited in design as well. Yeah, we, we had constraints that had to fit within. And now we don't have those same things limiting us. Yeah. So we also like, and part of the design element of this particular production is that it does reference quite heavily different theatrical conventions. Mm-hmm. So the house, whilst being a physical construct in the space, was also extended with, like, typical theatrical tape markup yeah. so we could have a bit more kind of room to play and we weren't so locked into our staging. Yeah. Um, and that flexibility is definitely something I think will explore further Yeah. Cause in I, this iteration. I remember in the first show, one of the things we ended up doing is we had we had a developer come through in like the first show and the way to like we demonstrated our wall getting tear down was by ripping the marking tape up so I think we want to continue looking at what ways we can use design does it have to be something that's structural or is it something that's like within the realm of theatre magic theatre magic right yeah, yeah. how much how yeah. much credit do you give the audience's yeah. imaginations and then how much do you sort of require um for the show to be really beautiful and affecting if the house yeah. is the character. How much of the character can exist yeah. in the brain? Yeah, how much is physical and how yeah. much is an expansion on people's own memories and things that are implied and all that all that fun stuff. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, scope because I think there's an interesting question from a production uh, point of view there. And uh, that question is sort of like, you mentioned like you have slightly different or expanded or similar goals from last time going into this production. Like, I mean, last time it's probably fair to say your goal was graduate university. <laughs> um, uh, now, now you approach the, 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 uh, the show with a little bit more flexibility and a little bit more freedom in that you're young theatre makers doing yourselves outside of the walls of the institution. And I guess I wanted to ask, like, how does that affect the parameters of the show, your priorities with dealing with the show? Um, and, yeah... Well, foremost, we have we have our professional career stakes invested in this now. We've mm. had time to develop what we want individually as artists and that's all been in conversations in the room and that's informed how we've defined our own roles in working on this new development of the production. Um, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I think... In terms of, like, we know now when what we're doing now with House Conspiracy is just, like, a first step in a longer process for us. 
today. Like this is a mm. very much a research and gathering information, finding resources and people we can collaborate with to further the show in the future. So I think it's very much like it's a long process, but it's going to be a good process for us. I think that kind of answers the question. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So it's like this is a, a launching point for what is going to be yeah, yeah. a longer part of Entirely. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've talked, we've talked, we've got five year goals for this show. Yeah. We eventually do want to see it be staged, main stage. stage in a season in one of the leading companies in Brisbane or as part of Brisbane Festival. Yeah. That's something that we've talked about since the beginning and something that we're still really passionate about. And I think trying to achieve that's achievable as well. Yeah. With the goals and the, the work that we're putting in as well. Yeah, and telling telling yeah. local business stories and if you if you tell it well then Maybe. World's your oyster <laughs> or at least Brisbane's Brisbane Brisbane is our oyster. Um, I think shifting there, maybe it might be time to switch over to the writers if yes. we can talk about telling Brisbane stories. So thank you very much, Lana and Hannah. No, thank you, Jono. Um, and uh, Bring out, bring out the... Bring out the big guns. (laughs) (laughs) Bring, send in the clowns. Patrick. Patrick. Um, Okay, we're coming back in at 20 minutes. Um, Patrick and Flynn, you two are the key writing team on... Corner of College Street. Hello, Patrick. Hello, how are you going? Hello, Flynn. Hi. That's just so people know what your voices sound like. Um, in a... I'm Flynn. Yeah. Oh, I'm Flynn. <laughs> Whoa, I don't like this. Stop trying to do wrong. No, I'm Patrick. Um, it's all a ruse. So, uh, obviously, listeners already have a, a background on Corner of College Street via uh, your lovely producing duo, Lana and Hannah. Um, it's worth noting that in this room, we are surrounded by, uh, is this everyone? Almost everyone. Almost we've got, everyone. We've got four out of seven members um, sitting around, so we've got a live studio audience. Um, and now, sitting down, Jesus Christ, wow. this is why I never have a live studio audience. Mm. <laughs> um, you're all just a fucking liability. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, now I have to give this the explicit tag. Um, Alright, cool. So, writing process, you guys. Um... You guys are sitting in that, that big old room, Studio 3, with a huge timeline mm-hmm. uh, wrapping around the walls. Um, so that's obviously based on a lot of research that you guys have been doing. Um, where have you been sort of, what archives have you been accessing? And are there any keywords or any key things you're sort of looking for? Um, there's a bit of a, a plethora of all sorts of research points. And I suppose it all comes down to just Brisbane as a, as a first starting point. Um, we even went so far to go to the library the other day and enter the restricted section where you cannot borrow books <laughs> and live there for several hours. But Exhilarating. Yeah, a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I'm finding that with the research, we're all kind of going off on different tangents. And at the moment, all six of us that are in this room right now, excluding Jonathan, um, have been <laughs> substantially researching all things. And on our timeline, we've actually split it into four main segments going from Australia to Queensland to Brisbane and then into West End where we are right now. Yeah, I think um, I think it was first day of our uh, development in House Conspiracy, our first day here, we sort of uh, mapped out as best we could all of the subjects that we could think of that were going to be relevant um, in researching our play. And those those were design things, uh, historical elements, um, down to writing skills that Patty and I want to 
do some further research into. Um, and I think we sort of divvied them up on that first day as to which topics would be covered by which people. And I think that has been really unsuccessful because <laughs> everyone seems to be just stealing each other's topics, except for me, of course. Which is good, which means... stingy and will only research my own. <laughs> which does mean that we are passionate about different yeah, things. No. And I'm finding that though I was uh, designated to research religion of Brisbane, <laughs> I traversed into the kind of world of the actual traditional owners of the land. And that's actually playing a massive part in our research, especially in this... Um, step of the process. Yeah, I think just so many rabbit holes. Yeah. It's, and, it's, and the history we're undertaking is not just um, sort of the, what's, what's recorded in the State Library. You know, we want to gather people's stories and that's something we have, have been doing and it's something we did in 2015. Like, we went and visited Jean, who does live in the house on the corner of Carlo Street and um, those lived experiences and especially the oral history of West End is... Uh, equally important to our production, if not more so. There's so much to be gained and learned from that. So I think we're trying to broaden our uh, our research and our picture of Brisbane as much as we can, but also um, the ways that we're collecting that research mm. as well. So you speak a lot sort of about making, making it broader and pulling the picture out, but ultimately what writing is is a process of exclusion. Um, and so when it comes down to it, how, you, how do you think you guys as the sort of lead writers are going to begin making those decisions? Um, well, in our first development of the show, the writing was uh, really unique in how we actually approached it, um, as going to, as far to say that the first scene was even kind of co-devised as the entire group less so than just Flynn and I sitting down in a quiet and cold and dark room writing together. It was very much a group experience and we all put our like heart and soul into that and it was really from stage to page, not page to stage. Yeah, yeah I, think, um, I think our process, uh, one of our, might have been the second or third day of, that we were here in House Conspiracy, one of the first things we did was we went back and we all, as a group, read the play, um, as in the last instalment of it in 2015, so that last version of the script. And I think we all, we all had a big discussion about it and we all agreed that the, the strongest scenes were... And Patty and I aren't um, super experienced writers by any stretch and uh, I think that we really appreciate the fact that the strongest scenes were the ones that we all created together as a group, that we all had a stake in and helped build together. I think that's something that we're going to um, try and continue with this time. I, I think we'll probably look at the timeline as a group and we'll try and map out the play as best we can and make those decisions together. Now, how those scenes end up being told exactly is going to be up to Patty and I and that's going to be a really difficult task. And that will be that process of exclusion and yeah. kind of refining the work yeah. going from 100 down to that 1% that we really, really want. Yeah. So you, you guys are almost sort of as quote-unquote lead writers you're more sort of curators I suppose you could say that. Of I, 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 think I think the opposite. I think, yeah. I think the group as a whole we all curate the work together and decide what what moments need to be shared mm. and then it's Patty and 
my job to sort of create those moments and put them on paper yeah um, as best as we can to represent all of the group's joint vision hmm. and um, how, how, how does managing that go sort of with like a group of seven people um, and the breadth of sort of the topic you're yeah. trying to handle I think with where we're at right now we've really put the writing on a hold and that's purely for the fact that we're realising right now how big our actual project is and we really want to actually, I know, give it the respect that it deserves rather than just jumping into it. Like, if I really wanted to, I could go sit in a, somewhere and start writing and trying to put it onto paper, but I wouldn't be telling everything that I think needs to be told. Yeah, we don't know we enough don't know, yet. Exactly. And even every single day when we're in that room researching or we're at home doing research or in our respective like work environments finding little snippets of Brisbane history, we're still learning. Yeah, and I think, I think when we started this, there was kind of a bold idea that maybe we'd be able to start some of this before, the, before our month was up. And I think first day we all came in and realised, no, there's so much work that we need to do to be able to give this project the respect that it deserves and this and this place. It's so important and to be able to tell the story of, of West End um, and help, I guess, the wider community decide what the story is in the future, then we need to have a full picture of what has happened here, how people have lived here and the memories this place holds and be able to tell that in its in its entirety as much as we can with an informed idea of it. We can't just rush into writing something like this. It just won't work. And so in terms then, maybe shifting a little bit, in terms of writing, because you guys and pretty much everyone in the group and the impression I got also from the original performance is that the, the main character is the house, right? Yeah. And it's, it's a show where space is a character. Um, I'm a prose writer predominantly, so I understand how it works in prose because you can write description. How does it go? How do you go about making, in the writing, the space and the set be a character? How do you elucidate that? It's difficult. Um, I, I haven't done a lot of writing in my time, but the area where I've always had success is also in prose, and it's through my descriptive writing and everything that comes with that trying to put that into a script where none of the audience are reading your <laughs> flowery bits of language. There's no room for that. It's all got to be done through dialogue and, and creating moments for the house. So our, our play um, uses magic realism as its uh, genre, mm-hmm. which pretty much means for people who aren't familiar with it, um, a very basic idea of it. Um, is that it's realism but with sort of moments of of magic. There are magic elements to the play and our magic element is that our house is our main character. It has a a life and a spirit and memories of its own and it it shares its story in little moments through, you know, whether it be a flickering lamp or the radio plays a particular song... um, and shares its mood that way. And that's something we've really got to work on again, um, developing even further this time around. And also a lot of actually giving magic realism a life inside of this play will come 
later in the process. And obviously, as writers, we want to add those little those moments where it's obvious that, okay, this character is actually responding to the house in this yeah. particular way. But there are also going to be moments when we have the actors actually coming on board and they are taking a bit of they're taking their own agency over the actual play itself and they're bringing themselves into the play and their responses and their interactions with the house and with the house as a main character will really i suppose resonate the genre of magical realism yeah give it life i think i think it's a really challenging task i'm um i think it's quite a daunting one if i'm honest i'm <laughs> i'm quite nervous about how it's all going to go but um I think it's just something that's going to take a lot of drafting and redrafting and just a lot of work, a lot of a lot of being read by other people and getting that feedback and as long as we just keep returning to that fact that the house is our main character, that's something we need to not lose sight of and hopefully, fingers crossed, that'll come through. Yeah, right. I, I mean, I think it's super exciting. I think it's exactly what you say. It's, mm. it's in how the house interacts with people in the same yeah. way that dialogue, vocal dialogue is exactly. how you elucidate characters on a stage. I think it, if you can pull it off. Um, in that case, sort of, does it then, does writing tie, I know it's a sort of design-led process still. Mm. The writing and the, the design are going to have to tie together quite closely, right? I guess that's why having Very such closely. a large team it's going to actually be incredibly advantageous for you. Yeah, yeah 100%. And even now we're, we're re-looking at our old design um, and we're hoping actually we can even get it up and running again. Who knows? If it's not too water damaged or put into different pergolas around Sanford region. Who knows? But it's a little... Yeah, Hannah's mum has commandeered the, the wainscoting and the roof. Anyway... <laughs> There's the audience again being a nuisance. Sorry, Jonathan. <laughs> so we're really, I don't know, we, we talked about the design and we loved it, but we also know that with, I don't know, the grandeur of the actual project, we know that it can be bigger, bolder, better, and we don't know how just yet, but we will figure that out. And we are actually getting um, an extra person coming on board with the project, Shane Kumar, and we're really excited to have him on. We did um, study together in university as a group, but I think he kind of, in the last year, went off into the design while we kind of stayed with the main drama kind of course, but still staying in contact with him, and we're really excited to have him in hopefully next week, I think. Yeah, yeah I, I think as far as the, the writing and the, and the design goes, um, we had... Hannah and I are co-directing this instalment um, of The Corner of Carlos Street going into the future and we had this sort of big meltdown discussion and I think Ruby, our producer, was there as well, um, going going into this uh, residency and it was, oh, my God, the house, it, it, the place so design-driven, what do we do? Do we need a designer in the room? Uh, what are we going to do? And I think we've sort of taken a step back because last time we had to design everything ourselves we didn't have we didn't have those kinds of resources in a very um, sh- short yeah time in a very too. short amount of time so I think and everything sort of the play was written while we were re- rehearsing it it was designed everything sort of happened uh Always. parallel to each other and I think that this time we're hoping that we might be able to take a sort of more traditional uh, trajectory with it where perhaps we can actually just write a play uh, without any sort of limitations and we're hoping that we can get 
some sort of brilliant designer on board, if there's any designers out there that <laughs> are really busting to uh, put their hand up, get in contact, <laughs> send us your resume. Um, but so that, so that we can let someone who's actually um, knows what they're doing a bit more and professional kind of have a real crack at it and create their own, own world. Um, and hopefully we can all be a part of that. Yeah, and agree together. I think, I don't know, and bringing, bringing Shane on in more of a lighting and sound design aspect, I think those, um, those elements are equally important. We used a lot of sound and lighting to communicate the... Um, well, it was for the house's sort of communication. It was the house's voice and um, showed, their mo- showed its mood throughout the place. So I think um, that'll be incredibly uh, important to have Shane on board and we're very excited about it. Wonderful. Um, this is a little bit more of a producer question, but it's sort of... It comes best sort of now that we reach sort of the end of the interview in terms of the structure. Mm-hmm. You mentioned like a, a five-year... A five-year plan. Um, maybe talking short-term first, what, what sort of the rest of 2018, sort of after this sort of booster of the initial house conspiracy residency, you know, basing yourselves in West End in, a, in an old Queenslander, after this, uh, what's, what's next? What's the next stage of the process? Are you guys the right people to ask about this, or should I... Uh, should we yeah, sure. <laughs> no, we can, we can answer. Um, yeah, well, I... I I'm, I'm finding that... I don't know, we're actually, we're living, I suppose, the dream for this play. We are creating a play about the life of a house in West End and it's very fitting that we are doing a residency <laughs> in a house in West End. It's worked out very well. Yes. <laughs> I, would, I would think so. And it's just, I don't know, I'm... Every kind of day when we come in here, we find a little bit more history about this house, which really inspires us to kind of dig deeper into our plane, look in between the cracks of the wood on the ground and look at the little holes in the ceiling and look at the little, I don't know, obscure door handles or whatever it is in the house. And each part of this house had its own story to tell. And actually someone went so far as to even research it and has displayed that around the house. That's inspiring us to go yeah. forward and really, I don't know, set ourselves in for the long run. Yeah. We're digging our claws into the ground of West End and we're actually setting ourselves up. Like Hannah said earlier, we're setting up our vantage point and who we are as a group, we really need to understand this area in its entirety or as much as we can, all of the small stories, all of the massive events from yeah. the expo to different um, premieres coming in and different people of the area being really influential. We're learning about them and exactly. we're hoping that we can actually retell the story of this land yeah. that we're on because it is beautiful. I, I think as far as a plan moving forward, um, it's not something that we've discussed explicit, explicitly. We, we know sort of our eventual main stage goals, um, but I think what the the interesting thing about our group is that we all do live very different lives in the arts sector. Um, Patty's a t- teacher, so is Grace. Lana's going to study law. Ruby's a producer. Hannah and I do all sorts of things. We're, we're directors primarily and devices. Um, but so we all have our separate, separate lives and separate full-time jobs, a lot of us. And so it's going to be really interesting once this month 
ends. Um, but as part of part of our, well, for lack of a better word, showing, I think is the word that House Conspiracy uses. I think for us it'll be probably more of a facilitated discussion, but we want to put forward a community engagement plan um, of, of what we plan to do. So I guess our, our residency, in a sense, is partially us creating that plan of, of how we move forward. Um, but, yeah, I think we've decided that the next step for us is how we're going to engage with the community, with different sectors of the of the community of West End, because we think that's pretty damn important <laughs> if we're going to write about it, um, and get their input into the play. Um, so I think that's our first step as to where we go from there. Um, I'm not sure. Well, it'll be a lot of cycles of drafting mm. for Patty and I, I know that much. Um, but, yeah, I, th I think just keep working towards that main stage goal. And I think we're also really excited. I've Bridget Boyle has been a great um, sort of backer for this show and has been incredibly encouraging and supportive. But she sort of had a chat to me at one stage and said, oh, you know, if you're not confident doing it yourselves, um, you know, you, you could always sell it and be a production company or this or that. She said, but, you know, isn't there something just truly wonderful about a group of seven emerging artists backing themselves with a brilliant idea and having a crack? And, you know, what have you got to lose? So I think that's what we're going to try and do. Wonderful. Well, I can't wait to see the crack that is had. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you guys very much for sitting down. Um, it's thank been you. an absolute pleasure. Can the source be found online anywhere? We're working on that. There is a website. It's very... I... <laughs> Sorry, Patty's mic's My mic is dropped. <laughs> got a bit of a slouch now. We do have a website and... And we're setting up a Facebook. We're setting up a Facebook and we're also just improving all of our online platforms. Great. Well, this podcast isn't going to be out for another month. So you know Perfect. So you know what your website is going to do. Ooh. It'll be in the show description, I believe. But... Uh, we haven't looked at domains yet so i'm not sure what's available <laughs> but link, hopefully something to do with the, the source <laughs> yeah um or on the house website yeah so or find us on facebook yeah. yeah yeah wonderful well we're just we the source the source just spelt like yeah. s-a-u-c-e yeah spelt like the tomato oh, kind tomato sauce aioli <laughs> there's all there's very yeah. different types many different types <laughs> or a dip who knows Alright, well, speaking of dip, let's do that. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Ciao. See ya. The House Conspiracy Podcast is produced at House Conspiracy by me, Jonathan O'Brien, and Tyler William Morrison. Mixing and editing by Tyler William Morrison. And music by the Reverend Isha Ramdas. If you'd like to support House Conspiracy, you can do so at houseconspiracy.org slash donate, and you can learn more about what we offer here at houseconspiracy.org. Thanks for listening. <laughs>